welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode 16 and part of our multifamily brief series. In our last three multifamily briefs, we talked about various valuation methods, the net operating income and the cap rate. Today, we're going to go into a little more detail on the income method. As mentioned before, the income method is the most common method of property valuation in commercial real estate. And just to review, it's summed up as follows. The price or value of a property is equal to the annual net operating income divided by the cap rate, right? Now, using the income method, if a property owner were to increase the annual NOI by a combination of increasing income and or decreasing expenses, there would be a corresponding increase in property value. Just to make the arithmetic simple, let's assume a 5% capitalization rate. Each dollar in increased annual NOI would therefore increase the property value by $20. So let's look at a hypothetical 100-unit property. If you increased rents by $10 per month across the property without the expenses changing, that's a $1,000 per month increase in NOI, which is a $12,000 annual increase. Divide $12,000 by .05, which is the cap rate, you're looking at a $240,000 increase to the property value. That's almost a quarter of a million dollars just by raising rents $10 per month. Now, I've seen dozens of property owners claim that by negotiating a contract or two or raising rents, that they've successfully added hundreds of thousands of dollars of value to the property. Now, is that really the case? Well, let's talk about it. You know, a previous episode on cap rates brought up the point that a cap rate and therefore the income method are the most useful on properties that are managed efficiently. So let's look for a moment at that owner that may or may not have scruples that intends on selling his property. If the NOI cap rate value formula are hard and fast, then that property owner needs to operate his property as lean as possible for the 12 months immediately prior to sale to maximize the value. They can cut maintenance down to those items required by law, turn off all exterior lights, close the pool to get rid of that expense, sell the fitness machines, you know, only mow the lawn once per quarter and not weekly, stop doing all other landscaping. You get the idea. Go super light on all of the expenses, boost your NOI, and therefore you boost the sales price, right? Well, hey, guess what? Lots of people have tried that, and it doesn't quite work like that. You know, banks and appraisers have already figured out this ploy and have a way to get around this. In general, they use aggregate market data to make sure that the owner's T12 expenses are in line. For example, if the owners only spent $100 per unit last year in maintenance expenses, and the market average for that property type and asset class is somewhere between $600 and $800, the lender may choose to use $700 in their valuation of what the property is worth. And as a property buyer, you should do the same thing. What's more, even when arriving at a true value, running a property extremely lean is sure to leave a lot of deferred maintenance at the property, which if bad enough, can further be deducted from the price that would be paid for the property. Now, in our last episode, we talked about properties that are not operating efficiently. What about these properties? As mentioned, the quick and easy formula of NOI divided by cap rate equals value that quick and easy formula will break down in those cases and can yield a zero or even negative property values. So what to do? Well, in this case, 
And in all cases, we really should turn to another method of valuation or a different metric to arrive at our property values. For example, in episode 10, we talked about various property valuation methods. And the one I'll talk about more today is a comparable sales method. It's where you use recent comparable sales, you know, same asset class, same property type, and similar locations to determine the value. For example, if a nearby property sold for, say, $75,000 a door, you can start there and adjust up or down based on the unit size, the amenities, and the overall condition of the property. In any case, the income method is only one of several methods used to arrive at property value and should not be the only method you're using to evaluate properties. At Four Oaks Capital, we look at both the income and comparable sales methods when determining how much to offer on a property. But more important to us is a completely different metric, which is the annualized return that a property will provide to our investors. If we're not confident that we can provide competitive returns for our investors, which right now is mid-teens in in average annual returns, we won't even put in an offer. It's a completely different equation, but when done right, we feel that we can provide solid returns to our investors and be able to rinse and repeat and scale. Now, once again, this is Brian Briscoe. I hope you enjoyed this multifamily brief episode. Stay tuned because next Wednesday we'll be releasing another Ask the Expert episode with Bronson Hill from Nighthawk Equity, which is Michael Blanc's company, and my good friend Hutch, the Marine Investor. Stay tuned till next time. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.